a killer on the loose. The Zodiac Killer is one of the most influential, infamous, and notable serial killers of all time. His biggest secret? His identity. Using the most intriguing and complicated skills in history, the Zodiac Killer has kept himself anonymous for the last 57 years. Hello listeners, my name is Kelsey Brown and I'm your host. As a freshman at Vanderbilt in the College of Arts and Science, I've had the opportunity to explore many interesting and intriguing topics, but by far my favorite has been my first year writing seminar, Cryptography. I was asked by my professor, Dr. Bruff, to investigate, explore, and explain a certain code in cryptographic history. It is almost common knowledge that the self-proclaimed ghost Zodiac Killer killed many young people, but only seven murders were successfully attributed to him. He taunted the police, menaced the press, and incited fear into society many times, using one of the most interesting methods in history, cryptography. Terrorizing a city, taunting police. Sound familiar? It's happened before. This is the Zodiac speaking. I like killing people because it is so much fun. It's the height of the 1960s when the news first struck the first murder of the Zodiac Killer. 1968 was the height of social movements and liberal expansion, full of hippies with a message of love and peace, and the height of a mysterious killer killer that tainted the story of this unforgettable year. Many would describe Vallejo, California as a sleepy town. According to Pierre Bideau, a detective in 1968, The population was probably around 5,000. It was a sleepy little community middle class, crime rate was very, very low per population, uh, almost nil. Uh, major crime at that time within the city uh, would be a bar fight, a stolen car, uh, minor thefts, some family disturbances. There were not any murders prior to that for at least five or six years. But on the night of December 20th, 1968, this would all change. 17-year-old David Faraday and his 16-year-old girlfriend, Betty Lou Jensen, were sitting in their car on Lonely Lake Herman Road, where many teens went to get some alone time with few people passing by, and sat on the outskirts of Vallejo, California. And just like a scene out of a horror movie, a middle-aged man approached their car holding a 22 caliber pistol. Before either could react, David Faraday had three bullets in his skull. In an attempt to escape and in a moment of sheer terror, Betty Lou bolted from the car. It wasn't long before she too was murdered. When news broke of the murder the following morning, the police and general population were left baffled, unable to determine either a motive or a suspect. Following this terrifying December night, it would be another seven months before another verified killing occurred. Early in the morning of July 5, 1969, Darlene Farron, age 22, and her boyfriend, Mike Magoo, age 19, were sitting in a parked car in another remote Vallejo location. They too were approached by a man, this time with a flashlight in hand. After firing multiple shots at them, Farron was dead and Mike was severely injured. Luckily, Mike survived and was able to give the police their first mental image of the killer. A man of 35 to 45 years of age, 5 foot 8 inches with short brown reddish hair, wearing thick glasses. But this time, within the hour following the time of death, an anonymous man called the Vallejo Police Department telling them the location of the crime scene and claiming responsibility for both the 1969 attack and the 1968 murders of Faraday and Jensen. 
It was in this moment that the murderer was defined as a serial killer, and terror was struck through the sleepy town of Vallejo. It would be the 27 of the longest days before the Zodiac Killer would make his first contact with the press and police. It was a chilling morning of August 1st, 1969, when the killer made his first communication with the press. The San Francisco Examiner, San Francisco Chronicle, and Vallejo Times-Herald each received an identical handwritten letter in an envelope without a return address, closed with a zodiac symbol, a circle with a cross through it. Within each was a section of plain text followed by one part of a three-part cipher that he claimed contained his identity. The plain text began with a chilling statement, Dear Editor, I'm the killer of the two teenagers last Christmas at Lake Herman. The letter went on to describe certain details of the crime that only the perpetrator could have known. With his sixth fixation on notoriety and fame, the Zodiac Killer threatened the press that if they didn't publish his letters on the front page, he would continue to kill more people and go on a rampage. The press did as they were told and published the three segments of the cipher, also called Z408 cipher, on the front page. It comprised of eight columns, 17 rows, and 136 characters each. In total, the cipher contains 408 characters, represented by 54 different cipher symbols, covering 24 letters of the English alphabet. The Z48 cipher is made of a mixture of shapes like triangles, squares, and circles, letters and inverted letters, and other various symbols. The Zodiac Killer used a key to encipher his message, but each letter had multiple symbols. For example, the letter T could be enciphered as a black circle, the capital L, H, or I. While this made enciphering a very easy task, it made deciphering a little bit harder. The Bay Area police, along with the FBI, worked tirelessly to crack the code and track down the killer with no avail. And in the following days, the killer sent another message, this time starting with, This is the Zodiac speaking. Giving himself that prominent title. Just like the first, he described details of the murders that only he could have known, continuing to taunt the police and mock their futile attempts at finding him, claiming that if they break the three-part cipher, they will finally have him. Little did he know, high school teacher Donald Hardin and his wife Betty Hardin had cracked the Z408 cipher. The cipher was a homophonic simple substitution cipher, meaning more than one cipher text letter, or in this case symbol, corresponds to a plain text letter. While this appeared to be quite tricky to decipher, in retrospect, the approach to deciphering it was much easier than expected. Donald and Betty devoted an entire weekend to deciphering the code and using a mixture of frequency analysis, which is a method of counting the ciphertext symbols and measuring their frequency against the frequency of letters in the English alphabet, and along with some common sense, they figured out the message. After analyzing the text, they noticed that some symbols occurred more frequently in the cipher than others. For example, there's a large jumble of double symbols. The letter L is the most doubled letter in the English language, so they replaced all these double symbols with the letter L. It was clear that the killer was enciphering the word kill. And using this plain text kill, they were able to identify the letter equivalent of three symbols. The word kill served as a crib. A crib is a word that can be plugged into other parts of the plain text to determine the meaning of certain phrases, and using this crib, the message became clear. The message did not contain his identity, but did give the police insight about his motive. The Zodiac Killer was collecting slaves for the afterlife. I like killing people because it is so much fun at Red. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest, because man is the most dangerous animal of all. He didn't want to reveal his identity because he said that it would slow down or stop his collection of slaves. 
Even though the Hardens were able to decipher the message, the last 18 letters of the plain text were deciphered into a jumbled text. There are many theories surrounding this jumble. Some cryptanalysis believe that these letters are filler letters and were used to bring the cipher to three equally sized parts. Others believe that the last 18 letters are an anagram that will reveal the killer's long sought after identity. But these letters could be ranged to make 741,015,475,200 transpositions, making it pretty much impossible to decipher. Even now, the mystery still remains. Despite the deciphered message, Magoo's description, and fingerprints, the Zodiac Killer still remained at large. And on the evening of September 27, 1969, he struck again, this time approaching young couple Cecilia Shepard and Brian Hartnell in an isolated part of Napa County. He then proceeded to stab them violently and scrawl a message for the police on their car door and flee the scene. And just like before, he called the Napa Police Department to claim responsibility. Just two weeks later, he killed a 29-year-old taxi driver named Paul Stein. At first, the police weren't sure if the Zodiac Killer was responsible, but three days later, they received a letter that contained more ciphertext and details of the murder of Stein. The police used witness descriptions to create another composite sketch of the killer, but even still, they are not able to make any real progress. And despite mounting evidence and the investigation of numerous suspects, no one was arrested. He continued to taunt the Bay Area press and police, and he included more ciphers, the Z148, the Z63, and the Z340, and he claimed to have committed several more murders and mocked the police for their inability to catch him. In 1974, the letters finally stopped, but the investigation did not, and the Zodiac Killer has still never been identified. Since that time, the Zodiac Killer has become one of the most talked about serial killers of all time. It is presumed that he is either dead or in a sane asylum. His identity, though, has become sort of a cultural phenomenon. People still make speculations and are still trying to crack the codes that may contain his identity. In 2011, Corey Starlipper claimed to have cracked the Z340 cipher after identifying it as a Caesar cipher. A Caesar cipher is where each plaintext letter is shifted three letters down the alphabet. But before applying a Caesar shift, Starlipper first randomly converted zodiac symbols into Latin letters. There's a huge problem with this method. It is all based on Starlipper's own assumptions. But his deciphering method did yield English phrases, one of which was my name is Lee Allen. Lee Allen was one of the main suspects that the police investigated. He was seen around the crime scene of one of the murders covered in blood. But the police never found any evidence that could pin the murders to him. Coincidentally, he was arrested for child molestation and jailed in 1974, the same year the letters stopped coming. People have come up with outrageous theories, from he moved to Scotland to continue killing, to Ted Cruz as a Zodiac killer. But no one actually knows and we may never find out. Cryptography has helped the Zodiac killer remain prevalent even today, and has given him a legacy, so it still feels as if he's lurking among us.